I sat down with my friend Allie. I've known Allie as a fellow artist in the Scranton art scene, um, and now I got to get a little bit more information on how she gets by. Uh, we talk about memes, we talk about relationships, all kinds of fun stuff, and I hope that you enjoy the show. <laughs> so just let me know. It's all right. But, uh, yeah. So I am here right now with my friend Allie. Hi, Allie. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you? Good. It's been a little while. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, I need to get out more. I know, me too. But it's hard in the winter, I think. Definitely. Personally. <laughs> so thanks for agreeing to be on the show. Yeah, Is sure. Is there anything that you want to, um, you know, a little bit of background on yourself that you'd like to share? Um, sure. Um, I'm Allie Pika. Um, I am an adjunct professor, which I teach psychology, and I've been doing that for the past about five years off and on. I teach a lot of different courses in research and mental health is particularly interesting to me. Um, I do teach courses in mental health and treatment. I incorporate that sort of thing into my courses as well because I feel like that's really important. So, um, And also my students are very interested in that. So that's a little bit about me. I also uh, am very into like the local arts and do like photography, writing, uh, painting, all that. I feel like that helps channel my creative energy, you know, kind of trying to uh, f get a feel for uh, putting like certain things that could be anxiety or, you know, things that are related to anxiety or depression into something that's more uh, positive or more of a self-expression that's more productive. productive. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, so when you, so your classes, you said they're like research-based. Right? Yeah, some of them, so yes. What, so what are, are you teaching? Are you teaching them how to experiment for, like, how to do research? Uh, yeah, basically it's um, it's introductory uh, psychology, like psychological social sciences research. So that could be anywhere from, like, giving surveys to actually like conducting. Like SPSS? Yeah, yeah, lots of is that a <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, that is data analysis, yes, yes. all that, all that nerdy fun stuff. Like, yeah. I actually, I used to hate stats, and I was like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. And then it, it made sense to me because I'm like, wow, I can actually put numbers into like words, and it it applies, and it, it makes it's really important. And it people is. are like, oh, this is so dry and boring. My students are like, why are you doing this to me? I'm the like, the result is so and then important. They see that at the end of their semester or well it's a, usually like a two-part course but they'll see their results and be like oh that, yeah I get it like that makes sense to me now but you right. can't trying to imagine the bigger picture just is especially when they're going through it for like the first time yeah, oh yeah yeah they're like yeah. what is this I don't understand they're like or it's just really something they just do not want to do but I they have agree. to and it's yeah. always a requirement and they're like oh but this it is sucks. such an important requirement yes I yes. think I think it caused me to think differently about things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's just, um, I introduce a lot of, like, psychological studies in my classes, and that's really important, like, it, just to understand the background of mental health and psychology and, like, where 
you know, we're at today with like diagnosis and treatment and medications and all that and like what we can do better and like there's always we could always do better. But Yeah. And you need science to prove yes, that. Yes. Yes. And exactly. to even understand it. Not even just to prove it, like right. even just to understand what's happening. Right. And I noticed a lot of times like I went through courses and uh, like as a grad student in you know, like mental health treatment or whatever that sort of thing and a lot of students are like oh I don't want to do this like this is stupid why do I need to read research papers and conduct research I'm like it's so important to legitimize what you're doing and have evidence for what you're doing so I mean and that's you know what most I would believe like most certified professionals do it should be <laughs> legally right. ethically I mean there is a lot of like pop psychology out there it's really frustrating and I mean some of it can be helpful I guess yeah but I feel it's like, like pop psychology yeah so pop psychology basically is like you look I mean you can find it anywhere like you go on like Facebook Instagram whatever and you're like oh 10 uh, things to do to be positive and like forgive others let go of whatever which is not a bad thing it's just that it's not a replacement for evidence-based which would be like research-based treatments you know that kind of thing so i think people look to that and go oh this is a quick solution like i'm just gonna read this list and if you're somebody like me that has high anxiety you go okay well I finished that list or I completed this now where do I have to go (laughs) and then you keep digging and digging and you're like where where's the end of it and you can analyze every little piece of behavior and things that you're doing and then go oh wait like there's more and then there's more and then but it doesn't solve anything in particular it just creates more anxiety (laughs) Yes, yes and I think it's I mean, I don't know if you, like, how you feel about, like, I mean, I'm sure you, you know, find um, inspiration for your art and, like, you know, maybe, like, quotes or, you know, things that are meaningful to you. And that's, that's great. I think that's awesome. But at the same time, it's like we have to take that perspective of, okay, that's, that could help us, but yet that's not our final solution. Yeah, I think it's, like, a tool, but it's not the answer. Right. And I also feel like there are times where sometimes I read those things, like, and they are helpful, like, in some aspects. They could be, like, add positivity. I mean, it's better than, like, the constant, like, negativity, I would say. But there are times where I read things and I'm like, this is not right. Like, when they talk about, like, forgive every single person (laughs) and stuff, I'm like, no, like, if somebody abuses you, Boundaries are good. Yeah. 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 And so, like... I do read them sometimes, and I'm like, I wish I could, like, throw that away because I don't think that's a good message to have out in the world. Right. Yeah, so that's, like, it's kind of scary, too, when people, like, that's the message that they're Yeah, getting. I do have friends that get really involved in that, and then they kind of throw it at me, and I'm like, really? I'm like, <laughs> try applying this in your life. Do you apply this every day at every moment? Right. And I know they're trying to be helpful, but, like, I can overanalyze every aspect of it and go, does this really make sense? in this situation or am I really being that unrealistic about it and that that part it becomes like this culture where we're always trying to like fix everything and trying to be better but yet we're it's like it's hard to be in the moment when you're doing that Mm -hmm. so 
makes sense. Yeah. Well, I have a uh, friend that was on the podcast like a few weeks ago, but Steve, and mm-hmm. he was saying that, I mean, he really likes research and evidence-based. Right. And so he was talking about um, how he makes a check mark. Like, when he's depressed, he measures it in a way that, like, he will, like, make a check mark on a day if he's, like, even too depressed to write, but then other days he'll write, and then over, like, the period of time, he'll see, like, times that he started to feel better, and that evidence, like proves to him right. that, like, he's gonna get out of it. Right, and, well, and that's, like, behavioral tracking, like, you're sitting, you know, you would make a, maybe, like, a list of things, like, you're saying, like, if he's feeling depressed, or anxious, or whatever it is, or engaging in some kind of behavior that he doesn't want to do, well, you know, and just monitoring that, keeping close attention to that, and making it concrete, not like, oh, I'm anxious, well, what does anxious mean? What does that mean to you? How do you see it? What does it feel like? That sort of thing. And then that's... Like, how, do you, how do you define that? So, I guess it would depend on the person, but anxiety would be, like, it could be, like, a physiological thing, like, inside yourself where you, like, sometimes people say, like, their skin feels like it's crawling or they have trouble breathing or things like that. So, I mean, you can define that in that way and say well if that's how you define anxiety or just constant thoughts about like a particular topic or self-defeating thoughts like oh I'm not good enough or I'm struggling with depression or like oh I suck at work I don't know it could be anything I suck at relationships whatever it could be a million different things but if however you want to define it and you want to work on that particular thing that you can see it and observe it. Like you're saying, like, your friend Steve, like, the check marks like, every day, you know, if he wants to go and say, like, I'm feeling depressed, and maybe he can define that, well, I'm having these thoughts about, you know, not wanting to get up or not having energy or anything like that. So it, it goes on. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I know what you mean. That could be very stressful and uh, hard to do, but... I think especially if you're seeing, like, some sort of, like, licensed, like, therapist or counselor or whatever, they could definitely help you with that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's cool. So thanks for sharing that because that's a different perspective mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't focus on, I would say. Yeah. But focus on. I don't even want to say a lot of people don't focus on it. It's just when you talk about mental health, it's, you, you're right. Like, you're not talking about, like, the research a lot of times. Right. Right. And, that, and it doesn't have to always be... Like, oh, did you, like, read this study and be, like, right. well-versed on everything? It's just being aware, like, very, like, a knowledgeable consumer. Like, there's all this, like, consumerism and fake news and all this other bullshit that's out on Facebook and wherever. And you're like, well, what is real? Like, what is this? Like, is this actually happening? And you're like, you know, and, and it's just, I think we live in such a society that, like, everybody is diagnosed with, like, not everyone, I'm just saying it seems like everyone's diagnosed with depression and anxiety. Like, we just live in that kind of society, sadly, that this is just what's happening in our world that, you know, and then on top of that, reading about it and constantly having that inundated, it's just, it's hard to, um, it's hard to deal with sometimes. So, yeah, it's always thrown in your face, you know, and then, and then we think like, oh, there's something wrong with me because... I'm feeling anxious. Like, we live in an anxious society of uh, constant trying to be a certain way or we're comparing ourselves to other people. It's it's hard. 
exhausting. Uh, yes. We're running, like, like, I just think the pure running around that we do. Oh, yeah. It's insane. And then it's, like, wild. Like, I took the weekend to just be calm, and then I almost feel weird doing that. Like, then mm-hmm. people are asking me to do stuff like I feel like I'm letting them down, you know? It's, like, that right. sim- that similar thing, but that takes a stress on your body. Like, you, right. like, we're all just... Yeah, I feel like there's a lot... Right, and, that, and that's okay to... Obviously, that's a great thing to take time for yourself when you need it, especially just you notice that you're feeling stressed or whatever is going on and you need a break, and breaks are good. I mean, and it depends on the person. Some people don't like to be out as much, and some do, and that's fine. I think it's just... Yeah, and I think your friends, I'm sure they understand that, and there's nothing wrong with it. They just obviously want you to be hanging out with them, <laughs> right, and you're like, absolutely. I don't feel like it. I'm just going to crawl in this little, I like, know. cubby that's all rainy and gloomy. Right. You know? <laughs> I think, like, the key is finding people who understand. Oh, and yeah. And I think that uh, that's something I'm fortunate to have, so. Right. Yeah, and, and I think that there's always a balance and whatever Mm -hmm. balance is right for you, whatever feels right for you. I mean, if, you know, somebody, you know, you don't want to go out a lot or you go out, whatever a lot means, I don't know, um, during the week, weekends, all that. And then some people don't. And then sometimes there's just, you know, a balance. And if you're friends, you just make people aware of it. Like, Hey, this is what I like to do. I need time for myself, nothing personal. I mean, people that you care about, you don't need to explain yourself, but it's always good to check in. Like, hey, I'm all right. I just need some time to do my thing. Just to communicate. Right. And, like, communication is so important that I feel like a lot of problems could be resolved or mental health issues could be somewhat, you know, alleviated if we just talk about things and we talk about mental health. And this is why it's really important that you're doing this. So. Kudos. Yeah, cool. I'm glad that you wanted to be part of it because I agree. Do you feel that you've been able to find a balance? I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that it's, I feel that when you get older, it's harder to maintain friendships with people and be out a lot because, you know, you're busy with work and people that you're friends with, they have husbands and wives, whatever, families, uh, other responsibilities, and they're like, oh, well, I'm, you know, in my 30s and single, and I'm like, what do I do with myself? (laughs) Sometimes you just kind of wonder, like, "Mm," sometimes you just, and it's good being alone, but sometimes you want to get out and hang out with your friends or do whatever, just be out. You know, and that's hard. Is it hard to find the time that everybody collectively yes. wants to be out at <laughs> yes. the same time? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, like my friend, like some people from high school were in over the holidays and, you know, just try to plan something. And I felt terrible. It was when we were supposed to do the interview the yeah. first time. And so right. I was like, you know, I don't I don't see these people like I, I want to see them. But it, you could tell we all just were having really, like, times where we're, like, we don't want to be out with people. Right. But we were just trying to force ourselves to be out. And, like, I don't know. I don't yeah, that doesn't work even. either. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it is hard. You're right. And I think that's something I'm, like, starting, like, I'm adjusting to is being an adult. And I'm single as well. And so, you know, finding that balance. You're mm-hmm. right. But 
it helps to have other people that are finding the balance. So that's <laughs> working <good>. on it. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's always going to be a work in progress. Yeah, I think I immerse myself too much in work, and then that kind of eats away at my social life. And then I'm like, oh, I'm social again. It's been four months. Okay, I need to get out. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't always work that well when yeah. you do that, but oh well. It seems to be, you're surviving, so. Yeah. <laughs> and you have Should friends. Be the key, you have friends. Key phrase, you're surviving. Yeah, you're surviving. And, and I see, like, these memes friends. on Instagram. All right, 2019, I survived. You didn't die, though. Right. It's okay. We're okay. I do feel like that is very um, relevant meme. <laughs> I know there's so many memes that say, okay, uh, pop psychology. I don't know, memes are helpful. Sometimes. I know. They're like, they're the, I most feel like they're the comic relief that we all kind of need. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that they are like a tiny blessing. But. Yeah, baby Yoda memes that just yeah. make my heart melt. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's yeah, great. Well, so do you have any mental health struggles or anything that, like anything particularly that you want to talk about? Yeah, I basically, I struggle with anxiety and depression and just some other things. There are kind of a little sprinkling, <laughs> smattering of things, but mostly anxiety and depression that, that do interfere with, I mean, do interfere with my daily life sometimes. Not necessarily teaching because I feel like teaching is like you can take a part of yourself and you put it on display and it's prepared it's very um it is me but it's not me so it's okay like this is my role this is what I'm supposed to do I'm good at what I do I enjoy it and I help people and that's that's great but they don't have to get to know me I'm not they're you know my students friends necessarily like I mean, it can be friendly, but you set up those boundaries and it's concrete and everything is just that way. And that's great. I love doing that. But at the same time, it's like, well, what am I, you know, outside of that? And then, you know, I have to work on that, like, socially, like, just more or less dating is really hard. It's, so hard. it's really hard. I kind of... I don't, I don't know what to think anymore, like, even though I understand people in the perspective of uh, understanding mental health and people's behavior and all that, it's still hard, and it sometimes it doesn't make sense to me, so that part of my life is, like, it's a struggle sometimes. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't, but I think just learning from your mistakes but not blaming yourself for everything and forgiving yourself can really be helpful but it's a process so I think that that's kind of where I'm going through that right now like I was in a long-term relationship and it didn't go the way that I had hoped I didn't necessarily plan on it but we were kind of planning something and uh, we we're planning to move away together and um, it was like a lot of moving parts and he just ended up moving abruptly and kind of just was like hey you coming or not and I'm like no you just kind of sprung it on me it wasn't a both of our plans yeah. I guess that's how life is I don't know but there were a lot of other moving parts and I was just like oh this really I didn't notice a lot of these things that I should have noticed and then that's 
it's kind of a, a good thing that it, it worked out the way that it did, but then I sit there and, you know, you think about it and you go, oh, I could have done this better. This is what I should do next time. And I feel like I am getting better at that, but it's still, like, oh. Well, it's also frustrating because yeah. it's like, well, when is next time, like, the last time? Right. <laughs> right. Like, what is this yeah. be-all, end-all? Right. And we just especially feel like as, you know, stereotypically, like, societally, like, women are put in this position where it's like, whoa, you're not in a relationship? Like, what's wrong with you? You're supposed to be married and having kids or just married and doing what, or waiting to have kids or something. And it's <laughs> like, oh, you know, by the time I'm in my mid-30s, I'm like, eh, maybe by the time I'm 40? Yeah. And then I'm like, is yeah. that really something I want to do? And I'm like, so at least I feel like I don't have that struggle in the sense of I personally don't worry about that so much. It's just, you know, you kind of just want a human connection with somebody and be like, all right, we're on the same page. Like you're talking about like your friends, like, okay, you understand me and my quirks and my needs and I understand you. And then that matches together. And we're just like, Hey, it doesn't have to be something specific or something has to manifest out of that. And I feel like a lot of times, again, we're talking about, like, social media and all this pressure to be like, oh, this has to be a certain way. Look at all these happy couples on vacation, and they're, you know, doing, like, they're going to, like, Paris and all this other crap, and you're like, oh, like, what happened? I know, <laughs> like, I'm like, why, why am I not I doing that? My rent? <laughs> like, <laughs> why am I not doing that? Yes, like, yeah. why is... <laughs> Why do I have to struggle with money? Like, right. where are yes. these people getting all this money from? I yeah, don't and then know. what did I do wrong? Right, to, like, you wind up here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I, I really screwed up. I don't know. <laughs> well, not like, really, or but you internal. I mean, yeah. I mean, not you, but I do. Right. Like, I internalize them. Like, mm -hmm. there's something wrong with me. And then I've talked. I've said that to my therapist so many times now, and she's like, "Well, what's wrong with you?" I'm like. If I knew, I could <laughs> be it, and then I wouldn't be alone. Like, I don't know. But it's probably there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> but I think you're right. Like, I think there are just so many moving parts. And I think that, like, your example where he just kind of abruptly moved, I mean, that sounds kind of like a him thing, you yep. know? But, mm -hmm. like, it's also, like, right. frustrating, though, because you oh, didn't yeah. know that that was the way he was going to, like, react. And right. so then you're like, well, like what's the I big do? deal? Just <laughs> yeah, it's not that easy. It's like, you're in another country, right? And then you right? put, like, all that time into something that's, right. like, now done. And then right. it's, like, when it comes to try that again with mm. somebody else, you're so, me, I'm so hyper- vigilant then because I'm right. like well, I don't want that to happen again so like yeah I you don't want to like, mess things sure. up yep. yeah so you start going all right did I do this check did I not do this check yeah. and then like oh well why is it still not and then that's yeah. that's the hard thing about it is that we don't know we we're saying about oh making these checklists of inspirational quotes yeah. or something or like, these books or whatever, like, oh, if I don't do this or if I do that, then this is going to happen. It doesn't it's work like that way. It's like a equation in your head, and you're like, I can't, I can't solve the math equation. Right, yeah, it's this algorithm. Like, I, I do this in my head. I am so weird. Like, I make up these stupid algorithms in my head, like, okay, now, if I input like amount of times I text somebody, I'm like, is this too much or too often? And then I'll go look at it and go, like, through my messages and be like, am I overdoing <laughs> That's fascinating. Yeah. 
That's actually really cool. That I, th- I personally think it's a really cool that I would, your brain works that yeah, way. Yeah, it, it's, it's... A blessing and a curse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's great for work, but it's... Right, when you can't when turn you, it off. You start being a computer and you can't turn it yeah, off. No, it's, yeah. it's definitely a struggle in the sense of creating all of these things. And then people are like, that's weird. I'm like, yeah, it is, but it works. And yeah, well, and that's, yeah, I don't think it's weird. I actually think it's really valuable that your brain does that, but I think it's just, yeah, like if you can't. Oh, you can get carried away with it. Because I feel like I do have an analytical mind when it comes to my anxiety. So like if something Mm. went wrong, I just analyze it, analyze it. And so then you have that, but then you have like an, an added, you know, like, (laughs) It's another layer of of anxiety, which it's not always anxiety-provoking, but in those cases, yes, it is totally anxiety-provoking. Yeah. It really... I can get really carried away with it. Yeah. <laughs> it can be helpful for people, but at the same time, mm, yeah. Yeah, it, like, it, it's, it can become multifaceted in a way that is destructive. So it's understanding a way to fine-tune it. Like, okay, this is acceptable. Okay, I can use it for this, but not this. Right. And I, I'm guessing like what you're talking about, your anxiety, you probably said something that you're like, I'm not really sure how they reacted to that. And then you go, well, I could have said this. And what if they're thinking about it? And they're probably not at all. But right. <laughs> and right. you're just sitting here going, what, what could I have done better? Like, how did I, <laughs> wait, did I say that in a weird tone? Did I sound squeaky? Like, do I sound like, so true, <laughs> you though. can over. They're in their yeah. own heads worrying about the shit that they did. Right. Probably, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, the important part of it, I feel like what helped me a lot is um, over the years, I started getting into this like mindfulness kick where I practice a lot of like meditation mindfulness and I, I, not that I thought, I mean, there is a lot of research behind it. I just wasn't into it. I was like, oh, this is like not going to do anything for me or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll try it. And I've been doing it for yeah, a couple of years pretty regularly and in yoga it's really just the deep breathing and paying attention to your breathing and trying to be in the moment and I feel like those are the whatever in the moment means to you like being aware of your surroundings not having those constant thoughts of anxiety or whatever just enjoying what you are at the moment that it doesn't matter what people think of you at that particular moment you're just there and enjoying it and being a part of it and being happy that you're being a part of it and thankful it's just like yeah I'm a part of this cool moment here whatever that may be and that's those moments are not frequent per se but they become more frequent over time I think and that's like that's my practice of like that helps me the most and other things, but, uh, I mean, I could go on about, like, medications and, you know, medicinal marijuana and all that. Like, I mean, I think we just, we just need to legalize it all. I like, know. it's, it's all, actually, it's about time. I mean, I have, I have medicinal and, uh, it's... Right. I just asked, like, my friend that's a lawyer today, I'm like, can they legally tell me I can't get a job somewhere because I have, like, a drug test? And they, right. like, and they can yeah, at they this can. point. And so right. that's frustrating because it's, like, that's, like, my Even, medicine. Yeah, because traditional, like, prescriptions, like, pills can cause a lot of side effects. 
marijuana is obviously more natural yeah. and it, especially if it's you're getting it legally it's right you know produced it's in a helpful. way right yeah. right i feel like that helps I could overthink a lot of things and I get on this like, oh, and this happened, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I need to focus. And that just really helps. That's how I am. Yep. It, it makes your mind, I'm mm -hmm. able to focus with it. Yes. In a way that I cannot. And it's like when I don't have it, it's my anxiety is so overwhelming that right. I'm constantly looking on like everything, analyzing everything. Mm -hmm. And so that quiets it. So what helps you besides that deal with um, your anxiety? So I think I think that writing art, um, mm -hmm. I think talking to people like really helps. But I also meditate, and that yes. is helpful to me. I try to do yoga, mindfulness. I I wanted to ask you if you're somewhere and you need to get back in the moment. Like, what are some things like you would do to get yourself? For me, I feel like the. Mindfulness, I mean, that's hard for me sometimes, too, but I think that I, I mean, I get overwhelmed by, like, social situations sometimes or, like, a lot of stimulation, so mm -hmm. I'll go to, like, a quieter place if I can, like, even if I just go to the bathroom or somewhere, just, like, to somewhere that's, like, less stimulating and less noise. I think the part that helps is, like, the deep breathing, but also... I feel like mantras kind of help a little bit if you create your own mantra. It's just like repeating that over and over to yourself like a few times, like whatever that is. Um, I, I think I made one up that was something like, I'm not the person I was yesterday, you know, and I'm somebody different today. I don't know. I was more eloquent, but I haven't used that. Obviously, I need to refine, <laughs> retool that mantra. But creating some sort of mantra or saying that you can... Or even if it's not that, sometimes it's just uh, fixating on a, a part of the room that is not involved with people. Uh, just paying attention to your surroundings. Like, oh, there's like a lamp in the corner. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It just sounds stupid, but no, it's not. I mean, no, I think I use that. I actually use like five. It's like a five, four, three, two, one thing. And it's like five things I see. So mm -hmm. I try to. And then four things you hear three things you smell, touch two things, and, like, taste something. And that, like, usually can bring you back. Yeah, so, and yeah. That's, that's a great way to orient yourself into the moment or the space that you're in rather Sometimes than... Sometimes I also have to remind myself, like, whatever threat, like, whatever's making me anxious, if it's a person or anything, like, if I can be alone, then I can be like, they're not here, like, you're alone, you're here, like... Right. Because I just get, like, so involved in situations that I almost still act like I'm there when I'm not. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you're here, you're fine, ground yourself. Yeah, yeah. And well, and that's hard because when people don't understand anxiety, they think, well, what happened? <laughs> what 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 is what caused you to feel this way at the moment? And you're like it could be like a million things. <laughs> it could be your brain. I don't know. That's just how it, it could works. Be something that happened that it, Tuesday. Yeah, it, right. It, it could be something I ate. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, eating especially. Like I have celiac, so I can't eat wheat. And like when I didn't know that I had it, it get like some kind of reaction. Anxiety just shoots through the roof. Wow. 
and I'm thinking, okay, did something happen? What is going on? And I retrace it. I'm like, oh yeah, I ate this 36 hours ago. Like literally I had to calculate how long it takes for me to feel something in order to realize that I ate something yeah. that didn't agree with me and that I mean, your gut really has a lot to do with your brain, and that is legitimate, and there are a lot of people that have dietary issues, so that definitely. anxiety, that's totally related, but yeah. just on that note. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. No, I have IBS, so definitely related. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I don't know what came first, like, is the chicken or an egg thing? Like, did mm -hmm. I have, like, the stomach thing, and that causes the anxiety, or do I have the anxiety that causes the stomach? Right. Both of them playing off yeah, each other. Of course. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Well, is there anything else you want to add before we get into some questions? Um, not at the moment. So, what inspired you to seek a career in mental health? Basically, I always wanted to understand how people function. Kind of wanted to understand like how they think, like how they you know, people interact with each other, like how. I can, and then kind of like how I could help make that better for people, kind of. That was kind of, I've always was interested in people and wanting to know about them and what, you know, what they're about and whatever. And like even as a kid and I had this plan in like high school, oh, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to go to this special, you know, this program that in psychology and then focus on this and then from there go to grad school and do that it was just very orchestrated you knew so yeah i knew i mean i thought about teaching too so that kind of went back and forth and i feel like they go hand in hand like i did there uh was a therapist for a while i just felt like teaching was more something that i enjoyed but there are different reasons for it, but they're kind of similar in some ways. Cause you are, as a therapist, you teach your clients how to do certain things or, you know, pay attention to their behavior, or cope with their problems. It's a little different, but yeah, I guess that's kind of it. Like I just always was fascinated by people and like how they think. And I just kind of wanted to know how people function, I guess. It's just always been an interest. Do you feel like it has helped you understand how people function? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I have a bachelor's and master's in psychology. And uh, yeah, it by far it, it has helped a lot. Like, I mean, I don't understand everything. I would love to learn more. And so I read like research or, you know, interested in like pursuing like more education, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I totally think that that's helped a lot. Because you would study about like, you know, different previous studies or like concepts and theories and uh just putting that into practice over time yeah by far awesome. yeah so is there a specific focus as far as your interest in research um i was really fascinated by social media and how that affects people over time i just kind of fell out of it I mean, I just always thought it was fascinating how it, I mean, it still is interesting to me how it seems to be like changing us societally as like individuals and how that contributes to mental health problems or helping. There are a lot of positive things to it as well, but it just, that was really interesting to me and like how that affects our personality and our behavior. But I'm not really sure. I mean, that's like something 
I'm more fine-tuning it over time as like I teach and learn more about it. It's it's interesting how that changes uh, and it kind of wanes over time and then other things kind of appear but it's always been an interest and I feel like that still will be there. Just I'm not exactly sure where I want to go with that so <laughs> what sense. direction yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I I find it to be very fascinating, too. And then in college, I remember my friend was media studies, and she, I don't, she was working on an experiment of, or research to see if people are more narcissistic, if people who post more on Facebook are uh, Yeah, I did a master's study. Did yeah, you? Yeah, like, yeah, I feel like that. that is, like, yeah. but that, so what did you find? I did a study on Twitter and narcissism and I created like these profiles like my friends are they're like yeah okay I'll participate I don't think they really understand <laughs> I kind of use their profiles to be like is this person do you think this person is narcissistic I mean it was more elaborate than that but it was kind of a, a way to see like how people perceive others by what kind of information they have and like posted what kind of pictures do they have um like of themselves or whatever what kind of posts they have like keywords and things like that i think that's fascinating but i feel like there's so much of that kind of research out there now i, I mean know. i did this years ago was, yeah this is years this, ago well, yeah. yeah and we're talking like 2009 yep yeah so that was like right when, but wait so is it true the reason i bring that up is because I, I don't even know what they found. I just know that I was, like, so afraid that I was narcissistic because of how much <laughs> I post on Facebook. No, I think what I found was that people who... I can't remember exactly what it was because it was so long ago, but it was something like they had... The people that had certain types of pictures like of themselves and had i think it was like when they had like a little bio section and like they used like certain keywords like i a lot more or mm -hmm. whatever like they were perceived as more narcissistic than people who didn't do that or uh, didn't have uh, certain types of pictures or whatever but i mean now that i don't even use twitter i don't know <laughs> no. i don't like it but whatever yeah uh, no, that's helpful. That's helpful. That eases my mind a little. No, I think people get wrapped up in... Well, the funny thing is I was really interested in narcissism and what the research out there was like people are more... They're like approaching more and more levels of narcissism like overall to those who are like famous. Like people kind of have this idea that they like, oh, I could be on YouTube and I could be famous and or I'll be on Instagram like, you know star whatever i don't know just people would be so fascinated by that and like oh well i can be famous by just existing and <laughs> i deserve this and right. I, I think it's just a society that we live in it's not necessarily us as individuals i think people individually aren't necessarily narcissistic it's just what is expected of us to perform a certain way and like I feel like as I get older I'm like I can't compete with this <laughs> I was thinking about online dating and that's like online dating fascinates me even more but like that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole that other is story fascinating though and I remember like setting up a friend with her online dating and then the people that she was picking I in my mind I'm like no, no like, don't. I was like, he looks terrible. Like he looks like such a narcissist, and they're like, no, he looks nice, and I'm like, 
this is what is wrong because mm. you know she sees a picture and sees one thing i see another thing we both have this preconceived notion go on so you conduct date. a study <laughs> you know, like, yeah we, maybe we should just do no, a we're study just, all right we need two raiders right. and then we can just go all right is this person yeah, and then I, we can I see did. the results so what yeah. happened with that did she ever go on a date with any of these people i or? know i think that it got to the point where like she was like got annoyed and she's like i don't want your opinion so you don't fair. know how it yeah how it turned like, out i was kicked out of the judgment pool so, <laughs> which is fair it's fair but yeah. oh, it's hard i mean that's it, it's hard to accept like critiques or advice from other people because you don't want to hear it. I mean, nobody wants to hear that stuff, but at the same time, you're like, oh, that's important. Right. Like, yeah, it just... Uh, it could be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I knowing you, I wouldn't say that you're narcissistic at all, but, like, I think people <laughs> that are narcissistic truly... I guess is readjusted to whatever we define narcissism as. Like, it, it seems like a lot of people just function in, like, narcissistic ways because that's what's expected of us. So, right. but we're not, I don't believe people are necessarily narcissistic. I think that it's just maybe on social media or whatever. I hardly post selfies anymore. I'm like, I can't keep up with this. So, like, <laughs> all these people are, like, in their 20s and I'm like, no. No, I give up. (laughs) I'm starting to feel that. Yeah, and and it's not that I I feel like there's something wrong with me. I'm just like, ugh, I don't even care. It's a different part of life now. I don't care. Yeah, it's just, it's done. Like, I don't want to compete. I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Yeah, I kind of just see it as a tool. Mm -hmm. I try to use it as a tool. Like, I just don't. Yeah, I think it it comes with age kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that it's been around for long enough now that we all know the consequences of, like, good social media and bad social media yeah. so it's mm-hmm. kind of like we all have the bad taste in our mouth sometimes mm-hmm. well that's um very hopeful though i wanted to ask you but how like has your own mental health ever impacted your professional career either positively or negatively i'd say somewhat i think it more it affected me in the sense that I'm very, like, hard on myself where I put a lot of pressure on myself to to perform and do well. And I feel like sometimes that backfires where I might focus on really specific things and forget about other things. And then that could, that I think, I don't think it was, like, a detrimental, like, loss to a career or anything like that. It just things that I notice about myself like I'm very I tend to be very self-aware as much as possible and I try to you know improve on my teaching or improve on what I'm doing whether you know whatever that is and I feel like sometimes that anxiety gets me hyper focused on certain things that I don't necessarily need to be focused on and then that help you know neglects like other things that I probably could do better with but other than that I wouldn't say it was anything dramatic I mean and I guess on the flip side of that I think it's more positively just working hard at trying to be better so even though that's like something that could be negative you know I could get depressed and down on myself if I make a mistake or something at the same time 
it's good that I'm paying attention to those mistakes and working to be better. Because if I didn't be like, oh, whatever, then like, who cares? <laughs> I never succeeded anything at all. So it's just kind of a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Also a curse. But <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that overall has affected my career um, generally, but I feel like it can impact it sometimes. Um, I think it's more, like, a social thing that is more of a struggle, like, just getting myself out and, like, socializing and dating and all that. That's really harder, I yeah. think. Yeah. Is it just, like, kind of hard, like, when you're having bad mental health times to kind of, like... Yeah, well, I think so. Like, it's just more, like, it's more of a struggle just to, like, want to be social. <laughs> yeah. If somebody directly asked me to, and I was like, I felt safe and comfortable enough or motivated, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Or like my close friends, yeah, I mean, or I would just probably be more upfront with them, like, hey, I'm not feeling up to it, but let's do like a different day or something. I don't think it's that. I think it's more like getting used to new people and new things that it's really stressful. Like, especially, like, dating. It's like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, um, do I know, like, wh what, you know, you're trying to analyze what people are thinking or anticipating that, and it's just mm -hmm. like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, am I doing this right? Is, is this... Yeah, I think and there's I, also that comfort level, too. Like, you mentioned before, like, you have friends and stuff that you feel comfortable with. For me, it's hard to kind of, like, start... It, online dating is really hard for me because I'm never going to feel comfortable just meeting a person and going on a date with them. Yeah. Because I'm more of a person that I'm like, I need to know you. Like, right. I need to, like, have Getting some to kind know of you rapport stage. with yep. you. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so mm -hmm. it's hard for me to kind of just jump into things and then feel comfortable for me I get really anxious and then I don't act like myself and then you mm -hmm. know yeah right and I, and I understand that I feel the same way like I've had some you know long-term relationships result out of online dating which is interesting but yeah at the same time I'm like uh I don't know if I can do this anymore it gets harder every time you go back <laughs> to it you're like what is happening to society why is this so hard yeah what is happening with dating like it's just so crazy yeah, like I don't I know and you just that. like do I have to act a certain way do I do this do I like say I don't know did I send too many memes I don't know like <laughs> I don't know what's happening yeah I, yeah I feel you yeah it just I don't know I don't that know. is frustrating especially for somebody that has anxiety that like because you don't know what to expect I mean people some people are kind of crazy out there with well, like yeah with you know their behavior you know harm you try to use you for something or just have like all these misguided yeah you don't crappy know. intentions right or they're just crappy people in general and you're like i don't want to do this you know like it just takes a lot of effort i agree who is this person that you're portraying yourself as and then you have to figure out through like texting and it's just just the worst. No, <laughs> it's the worst. Is a whole it other is. Thing too. It's the worst. Because you can't figure out anybody's like tone. Yep. And I'm so, like, are you joking? I'm confused. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's really hard for people. Like, I think that everybody. there's just a really big communication issue in the world, even though we all have so many ways to communicate. <laughs> Maybe that's it. There are too Who many. <laughs> I know. Too many ways. Like, can't we just hang out in person? Like, and, right, yeah. And then yeah. it'll be better. Talk on the phone, maybe. But, 
So what was your question? Oh, um, so what inspired you to create this podcast? Oh, that's a good question. I think that when we read about mental health, a lot of times, either when we read about it or see it in the news or um, a lot of times it's negative. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's a lot of, uh, you know, obviously violence happening mm-hmm. and a lot of craziness. And I think that for every terrible, shitty thing that happens, like catastrophe or violent mass murder, there's mm-hmm. also, like, billions of people that went about their lives and did it right. We never get to hear from the people who have these struggles which I think is everybody in certain contexts right um and we never hear about the people who literally are still being peaceful with their lives and are still just trying to do yeah the best that that they we can. have this massive struggle every day like it doesn't go away whether you know you take medication or go to therapy it doesn't just disappear like you just get up and you try to do the best you can some days are better than others and you just go on and it's hard because people don't see that like I don't say I don't tell my students like about any mental health issues like I mean not really and it's not really appropriate most of the time I try not to introduce that into my work but at the same time we need to talk about it can't just ignore it it's a problem that like we live in an age of anxiety we do like everybody has some level of anxiety to some degree and if you don't, there's probably, well, that's great for you, but I kind of wonder how you function Seriously. without being ever anxious. I know, I know. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think it's a side effect of society. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, we have all these pressures on us to have these uh, illustrious careers and wonderful social media lives and all this other crap and we're just like trying to keep up with it and we're like this sucks like i just i give up on that i mean and it doesn't mean i give up on life (laughs) i just give up on trying to impress other people or trying to fit in or whatever it is trying yeah yeah Yeah, it's hard no i mean that's good that you're doing this it was funny because i was listening to like the first podcast and it was why i wanted to be a part of it and yeah. I was like oh I feel like I'm in this conversation even though I'm not really participating like I'm just like there and I'm like um if I go to the bathroom will you hear me like not really but <laughs> it just feels like you're hear. in the part of it that's like I should mute that but like, no, that's awesome. <laughs> it just feels that. like you're a part of the that's conversation so cool. that like, makes me really happy to hear so that's awesome no it's just really funny but yeah. at the same time I was like <laughs> how was that gonna come across I'm like yeah screw it whatever yeah that's <laughs> hysterical yeah I think it is just trying to like give a voice to people who are really just doing the best they can like, yeah nobody knows what yeah, nobody knows what they go through. Like, yeah. I don't have, I don't necessarily announce it. I mean, it, it's a, it's good to talk about it, and but there are some people that announce it a lot. Like, and that's, I guess that's how they deal with it. I guess yeah. that works. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I guess whatever works I know, for you. I know. I mean, I feel like I've always been very outspoken by it, and I don't know like 
why I feel like it's always just been like something I think right. it's just like one of those like life things you know yeah and so maybe that's why I wound up here right but, yeah but I I think that it did come to a point where I was like maybe I, I need to like get some other perspectives too right and so this has been eye-opening because every single episode has just been completely different different <laughs> yeah. and eye-opening and like the people that I know for a while and you just things you don't even think about and you're like wow this is really amazing. yeah you learn more about people when they talk about <laughs> their mental health struggles yeah. and there are so many people that have them and they don't say anything right. and they're just you know carry on with their lives and yeah. sil silently struggle and it sucks right. right for sure yeah I mean I don't know that I've known the extent of the things that you've gone through until right now yeah, right? So, and I'm glad that I do now because it provides more of an understanding you mm -hmm. know and also I feel so much less alone because every almost everything you've mentioned I'm like yeah I feel all of that yeah so yeah so I hope that's what happens well, I think that's a good segue into, like, the um, question that I have next for you, which is, mm -hmm. um, what keeps you hanging on? I just goals, like, um, I, I just set, like, some of them are bigger goals, but just, like, little goals for myself that I want to, like, things I want to enjoy, and, like, traveling is, like, a big thing. It's just been, like, a big thing for me for the past couple of years, just getting more outdoors and like photography or art or anything like that writing i have like bigger goals like, oh i want to be like a published you know author i'm not hanging on that like if that happens that's great i'll work towards that so like those life goals and just appreciating what i have and trying to be more thankful for what i have because sometimes i'm like oh you know things suck struggle with whatever and then I'm like it's really not that bad like you know <laughs> yeah. I like I have a lot that people don't have have and it I am thankful for that so yeah. you know like close family my health or else friends I know that other people don't have or they struggle with so I, I mean I try to be more thankful so that kind of keeps me hanging on and I think just like being um, teaching is a big part of my life that I feel like if I wasn't teaching to some capacity that would be really difficult and I wasn't for a while and I was like wow I really miss it and I really need to do this because when I was it just wasn't like I wasn't the same person wow. I was like this sucks it's like a purpose yeah it, yeah it definitely is um and it doesn't necessarily mean like and I'm just trying to find that niche of what specifically I want to teach or what I'm like gifted at or whatever and I'm like working on that and I feel like that I'm getting there but it's it's just yeah it's a process I guess yeah. but I feel like that keeps me really like motivated yeah so it's, yeah. it's more not like what people think of me it's more like how I'm helping them but I yeah. understand that mm -hmm. I can see the link I know what you mean but I'm glad that you were able to find that that like purpose yeah, it, I mean, it took a, a while, but I mean, I've always wanted to do it, but it kind of went back and forth with it, and I ended up working at schools, and I was like, as, you know, working in therapy or whatever, and mental health, and I was like, you know what, I'm like, I think it just kind of suits me, like, this, this makes sense, mm -hmm. and it just clicked, I guess, and awesome. so, yeah, here I am. <laughs> yep. Well, that's awesome. I mean, those are all the questions that I have. 
it was interesting that you had asked me that question uh, just now because I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess if you all would like to answer that question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, some days are really hard. Like some days I feel it's hard for me to get through them because it's hard for me to kind of make myself go through the motions. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I can't really focus on anything other than, like, the extreme way that I feel. So then I get really overwhelmed, and that's when I'm like, I don't want to do any of this anymore. And Mm -hmm. that's, like, when these thoughts kind of come. There are times where I I feel like if I'm having a panic attack and I feel like I'm dying or um, just anything like that, I I think, like, to myself, I'm like, do you really want to go right now? Like, if this was, like, it, like, if somebody was standing there... this is the end, you have the option to leave, like, do you really want to go? And the answer is, like, always 100% no. Just, like, no, I have things I need to do. Or I'll think of people, like, and I'll be like, well, no, like, I can't live without seeing them again. Or, like, I can't. I think it's just coming down to, like, if it it did come down to life or death. Like, if I, I try to explore the option, like, whenever I'm feeling that way, and I'm like, okay, Think about this critically. Like, if somebody gave you the out right now, you're like, am I going to (laughs) take... Yeah, like, you'd be like, no. I guess then gratitude comes in because then I start thinking about, like, no, I would miss this and I would miss that person. And then, like, you start thinking about the good things. Right. And that's... I guess that's different from anxiety to depression because sometimes, like, people can't get to that point where Mm -hmm. they're, like, not necessarily thankful, but that they think, uh, like... Think it's, of those it's, Yeah, it's, like, disqualifying all this, mm-hmm. like, positive stuff. I think and that's like, scary. It, it is. I mean, I've been there. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So, it it's hard it when is. you feel like you're, like, wow, there's absolutely nothing. But not necessarily saying that's true, but that's how sometimes people may feel. And it that, feels true. Right. It feels true, and it's, like, self-fulfilling that you find things in your life to fit that piece together like oh there is nothing because this didn't work out right and this happened and mm-hmm. you know this is but that doesn't necessarily mean it's true and that's like I feel like that's more of a struggle for me than the anxiety part where it, but they're both a struggle it's just that I think I'm better at managing the anxiety because it feels more like concrete to me than something that's like depression. It's like you have to work very hard to get yourself out. Yeah, depression's so hard. Yeah. 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 Like you have to pull yourself out of it and like there is that little ray of hope and you're like, oh, there is something, but you have to like reach out and get it and that energy to get it. You don't have the energy already and you're like, I need right. to, I need to find the energy. I think right. it's like a really heroic thing to get yourself out of and or uh, depression. Yeah. I feel like I don't have it as severe as other people, but I've been there. So, and that just comes and goes and phases and that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how depression is. So, yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, I think it's more like a, like, there are different types of depression, so, like, a dysthymic disorder, which is, like, less severe depression, it's, you know, it's, like, more persistent, but it's, it comes and goes, and, um, you can function better with it, usually. Okay. I know there were, like, little twinges of it, or I'm like, wow, like, I have thought about suicide, I have thought about these things, and I'm like, you know, to a point where I'm like, am I gonna, you know, and then, like, you're saying, like, do I want to actually do this, and so, but, I mean, that's not, like, a regular 
occurrence. So yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that I. I know that there are some people who have never questioned it, but I think that's more of an abnormality than people who have questioned it. Like, I feel like there are more people who have questioned suicide than people who have. It it is, I think it's just some, like, life happens sometimes, and that's going to be, like, the thing you consider at some point. Yeah. I I mean, and I think that's that's true to some extent of, like, clinical, like, depression, but at the same time, there are other factors, like, people just, you know, like, people that have that, like, their brains just, like, that's how it acts whether there's anything going on or not it's so it's even harder so it's even harder but um yeah so So. i mean that might be an aspect of it but it's not like oh you're just feeling sad today just feel better (laughs) no it doesn't work that way oh you're anxious today oh screw that just get over it right i wish it was that easy if it was that easy, I would have done it by now. Right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Thank so, you. So I do have a question. Like you were saying, like sure. when you go, um, when you talk to your therapist about mm-hmm. it, and you're like, well, if I, if I just thought that, like, how do you, like, overcome that? Like, so what do you, um, like, wouldn't you've already done that by now? But like, what, what would you, like, do you feel like there's ever like an end to it or to my anxiety yeah to your anxiety that um no yeah Mm-mm. so this is just something that you've accepted this is like a part of mm-hmm. your life and that yeah. it's not going away yeah i uh it, i yeah. mean it's like definitely something like hard to accept and right. it's really hard to accept when your behaviors like when i have times where i'm like high stress and then my anxiety is even worse like December, that this whole month is just like it I don't know. Rough. We got we gotta figure something out as a society as the far holidays as December are the goes worst. because <laughs> it's just none of us can handle it. No. And I feel like it it is like I hate when I get really anxious and you know, because I think then I my behavior starts right. to slip in certain ways. So like I'll be short with a friend or I'll be, you know, just right. not myself. And so it's frustrating because it's like I go to therapy because I wanna like help these behaviors not be what they are right want to get a handle on it right but then you know you go through years and years and years and you're like this is probably just gonna always be a thing right you it know? just might be easier to, to manage to manage or just less severe at certain days right. or whatever. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i think that i am like trying definitely i think yeah i think i treat it like diabetes at this point like well that's that's how it should be yeah in the sense that mental health is like a physical health condition yeah. that I mean they it's not something that just disappears and that you have control over and you're obviously your brain is involved in that process like your whatever you biologically inherit and what you've learned and all this stuff and it's it's you can't just undo it mm-hmm. so it just is there and um is that how you kind of feel yeah too yeah I I feel like that it's there I know it's always going to be there but sometimes I could ignore it and sometimes I can't and I'm like okay it's here I I gotta deal with this (laughs) and then however usually I'm okay with it but um it's usually easier to deal with when like I said like I'm teaching like I don't even think about it just do it and and I mean it's not autopilot but it's just something natural like I don't think Mm -hmm. about it or don't feel the anxiety but if it's like outside of that then that's a different story so I mean I guess that's hard maybe that's 
kind of how I feel when I'm, I'm doing like anything artistic inclined whatever like photography writing whatever and I feel like you probably feel the same way yeah I would think with the anxiety yeah 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 well yeah I mean I feel like um do you feel like anxious when it comes to stuff like that like like what like if you have like a show or something like oh yeah yeah oh totally yep (laughs) if I had um as far as like an exhibit yeah it's gotten easier it's still there Uh it just kind of I think like when I had my first photography exhibit I'm like this is totally new for me and this is something different and uh I'm sure it's gonna be fine and it was but I was super nervous yeah super anxious about it like it's like interesting to me because it sounds like we actually are like flip-flopped So when I'm at, like, when I'm at work, my job is very analytical, and I don't feel like I have necessarily, like, the greatest brain for that. Right. So, like, it takes a lot of concentration, and my anxiety is constantly, like, through the roof all day at work because I'm so worried I'm going to make a mistake or, like, what's going to happen. But then when I do, like, all this other stuff, like, I don't get anxiety. That's where I kind of go, like, on mm-hmm. autopilot. But, like, so I definitely understand how you feel in both aspects. We just have it, like, flip-flop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that I felt that way. Like, if it's something new, like a new job or something, obviously, but... It, that is true. It's right. been, like, the, I am in the first year of yeah. like, a new position. Right. So. so that's, like, teaching is, like, you're so independent and you just do your thing. And nobody's sitting there hovering over there the watching. Time. Nobody's sitting there hovering over you, watching you every five seconds. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You went to the bathroom. Right. Like, it's, there's something wrong. I feel that. I, I'm, I can't, like, nine to five jobs. No, that, that does makes not. Me very anxious. I can't do nine to five. I know, so I'm hoping that one day I, mean, I, I can, can figure something else it's out. It's hard. Yeah, it's it hard. It is hard. It's hard for me. It really yeah. is, I'll be honest. Yeah, that's why I, I struggle with the, the whole nine to five concept. It. I, I don't, I could do it, but I don't like it no. at all. Like, at all, like, people are just like, oh, I like it, just go in and do your thing. I'm like, no, no, nope. I, can't. I can't, I can't beat, like, I can't figure out when I'm going to have, like, bad panic attacks. You know what I mean? And, like, right. that's not an excuse to, like, not have a job. It's just, like, the lack of flexibility is Oh, it's right. painful for Yes, me. that's painful for like, me, too. That's like, why I'm I can't. Like, I don't understand why right. if you're five minutes late, you can't stay five minutes to make it up. Like, I just don't, you know, like, yeah, right. strict, like, crazy. I understand having to be on time. Like, that drives me it, insane, too. It's yep. just down to the exact minute that like, right. creates so much anxiety in me because I'm just like... I know, I feel like yeah. that. that is so stressful. Like, that mm-hmm. whole, like, rigid... Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I'd rather do anything else. Yeah. I, I just, no, that that shoots anxiety through the roof. Yeah. So I totally I'm understand that. I'm with it. So, I, I'm in, definitely in a point in my life where I need to figure out, you know, like, what's going to work for me and what's not. Well, I mean, that's really hard for people because I mean, we're expected to function in that way. Like, even, like, yeah. students, like, have a hard time with that, like... Yeah. They, they go to school, and they're expected to sit in a chair for how long, and, <laughs> and you're like... Listen to, like, right. whatever. They don't even understand at that point why they're listening. Right. Like, and then it's like, what... Like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Do I really care? And then they have, like, all this other crap going on in their lives that are, like, way, like, more important than this. 
Definitely. You know, and it's like... I, I can personally attest to Yeah, that. so <laughs> even, like, with college students, it's like, well, what am I doing here? Why am I doing... And then they have their own personal issues, and, you know, they'll talk to me about mental health. If they really had struggles, I'd, you know, refer to them a counselor or whatever, but, yeah. I mean, they, they'll tell me stuff, and I'm like, like, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it yeah. happens, though, because sometimes right. it affects, like, their schoolwork. So right, and then they, they feel to. safe and more comfortable to be there, and I think that is not more important, but sometimes that's just as important as learning whatever you're supposed to learn, because if they're too worried about how they're acting and, and worried about, like, their own mental health issues and they're not able to talk about them, then... They're just going to be distracted yeah. and not learning. So right. So I mean, I, students tell me stuff like that all the time. Like yeah. I'm like, hey, if you want to tell me, fine. You don't. Like I'm not like soliciting. <laughs> yeah. Just, they just tell you things, and you're yeah. like, okay. Like maybe I didn't need to know all of those details, but <laughs> all right, we're good. <laughs> Gives yep. me a little bit more perspective yep. on my life because right. I'm not dealing with that. So. Right. <laughs> no. Yep. Well, thank you so much for yeah, you thank know, sharing. You. Yeah. yeah, this has been a great conversation. Yeah, thank you for yeah. inviting me. This was very uh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, a good experience. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon. Allie, have a good week. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's recommendation is a website. It's called tinybuddha.com and it's basically a place where people share their stories with overcoming uh, loss, letting go, relationships, mental health, you name it. Um, And really it has an article I think for any kind of situation you could possibly find yourself in. I have for one felt a lot less alone Uh, So I definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you liked the music in the beginning and the end of the podcast, that is by Joe Burke. His music is beautiful. I love it. Go check it out. Uh, If you would like to be a part of the show, reach out to me. I would uh, love to interview you and talk to you a little bit about how you get by. I am currently working on getting uh, PayPal up and running for the show so you can make a one-time donation if you're interested. Um, Otherwise, you can head over to my anchor.fm page and uh, subscribe to give added support. That can help with equipment and traveling, uh, being able to take the time to get this podcast to you. Um, lastly, if you like the podcast, remember to subscribe and share. If you're on Apple iTunes, it always helps for you to leave a review, um, that allows other people to find the show and therefore perhaps feel less alone. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful week. Mm -hmm.